Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Welcome back to another episode of Harbor Technology Group's The Perfect Storm podcast. Uh, with me today, I have David Lennon, the Director of Enterprise Solutions at Firemon. Uh, Dave's actually, David's actually here in the, uh, in the office with me, so it's pretty exciting to actually be recording one of these in person. So, great to see you, buddy. You as well. Thanks I, for joining us. I really appreciate like your the time. global headquarters. It's yeah. good <laughs> the, the international global headquarters. <laughs> That's right. Um, in our official podcast studio. I there. didn't know you had a Matisse. It's really impressive. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's 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 a fake actually. Um, so Dave, David, and I uh, have known each other for a long time. Uh, we worked together at a company called Lumetta, um, doing all fighting the good fight for cybersecurity, trying to help organizations better understand what's out there, what they need to secure, etc. David's with a company called Firemon, which acquired uh, Lumetta a number of years ago. And we're going to talk about some of the basic stuff about security and, and what organizations need to do to like start at the start. If you're not doing the basic things well, you can't do the more advanced things well at all. So, David, tell me a little bit and tell all of us a little bit about uh, Firemon, what you guys do. Yeah, will do. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course. So, Firemon been around 20 odd years in the security policy management space, started out managing firewall rules and policies, somewhat mundane, not really, you know, sexy, if I may, uh, but necessary, critical, right? Because if you're not controlling the flow of traffic and securing assets by virtue of allowing and disallowing appropriate communication, you're nowhere. Right. So, um, and, and for our listeners, uh, that policy management is kind of basic, for lack of a better way of putting it, is understanding the rules and how they impact security in your environment, right? Like the, the rules that you're setting on the firewall. Absolutely. Yeah. Am, am I going to allow this port, this protocol? Can I browse this conversation, whatever I, it might be? Right, exactly. Right. So expanding on that, taking it beyond just the firewalls to routers and switches and load balancers sure. and cloud security groups, right? So it's really... It's, it's core to uh, security posture for any number of different standards, zero trust being among them. But just good cyber hygiene means that you manage your policies well and soundly, right? So recently through acquisition, we have moved into cloud security operations space. And while it dovetails logically with managing communications across assets, there is some fundamental things that are different about the cloud, obviously, than your traditional on-prem stuff. That's a technical term, by the way, stuff. Yeah, stuff. So being able to work in the cloud in a way that uses, you know, leverages what the cloud brings to you. Um, the instancy, if I may, the immediacy of the ability to spin things up requires the same immediacy of response. So you got to be able to, to 
identify risks and vulnerabilities and misconfigurations that can put you at risk as fast as they can be spun up. So that's one of the areas that we've moved into recently. Um, and in lay terms, operations. that's just basically more insight and understanding of, of what your cloud environment looks like. If you're spinning up EC2 instances, this the FireMon solution will help organizations understand as those instances come live and how they're communicating, et cetera, et cetera, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, access for users. Um, one of the sort of interesting things that we're starting to look at is how access control can be tempered and handled in a way that allows the right access at the right time, but not forever, right? It's very easy to say, hey, Fred needs access to this EC2 instance. All right, go set him up. When's he going to be done? Not sure. Goes on endlessly. So Got it. just in time, just for what's needed, just for the person, and then it goes away. So just Super some cool. of the stuff Super we're doing cool. there. Um, it seems like it would be a powerful solution. Yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah. as I said, it, it really helps with those organizations that are you know dabbling in the cloud, if you will. Um, and even those that are cloud purpose built, this organization that we acquired is cloud native. So it's really all about what is, you know, new and exciting and scary for those folks that are, you know, well versed in the on-prem security space, but right. cloud, what? <laughs> right. I actually had a colleague refer to it as the vapor or the fog sure. because effectively you're not really seeing what's going on unless you're paying attention. And so, that's right. Again, that's that's the, the intent is to help with that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then as well, you mentioned Luetta, um, near and dear to both our hearts, um, Indeed. acquired by Firemon about four years ago. And exciting stuff, we are really relaunching what has been a long-standing successful platform as well, 20 plus years in the industry, um, as cyber asset management to bring to that same level of visibility that security manager on the NSPM or network security policy management side brings that cloud security operations bring to what we talked about at the top, the basics, right? right. The core need to understand what you got, where it is, how does it reach anything else? And if you're missing that, if you're missing that core visibility, you're, you're working, and for the, those of you at home, I'm covering one eye, right? You're operating nominally <laughs> blind. That's so, right. I mean, you need complete visibility to go do anything. If you can't see it, you can't manage it. If you can't manage it, you can't secure it. I mean, right. it's, it's a long-standing premise, and it holds true today. You know, it's funny. Experience. In the years since uh, Lumetta and my days there, um, the can't secure, can't see it, can't manage it, can't secure it. I've changed it to can't see it, can't secure it, can't manage it because security should come first. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. security should be built in from the start. That's right. So you know, it, it's it's a great point. So it. I think that there's some stuff that you would like to talk about. Like there's a there's an idea around how you're doing this this uh, uh, cyber asset work. It, things have changed a little bit. You're excited, like Firemind, super excited about where the technology is going, et cetera, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the core things that we've been doing for a long time hold true, and that is continuous real-time discovery and mapping of your environment, right? Right, basically knowing what's connected at any point in time. And all the time, continuously. Right. You spin up a new instance, it appears. You're, you know, we spin up a new EC2 instance, you get that information right Right. away. Um, OSPF routes are injected, you got new BGP routes, you're getting those notifications right away. A new device joins a network in some subnet and it ARPs and you grab that MAC and that IP pair and you say it's sitting in this particular place and these are the ports that are open and those are the devices that are on it. Um, That all continues to be true. Some of the actually really interesting stuff we're doing there is getting into the IoT, the Internet of Things, and operational technology space. Specifically, um, starting out looking at BACnet protocols and Modbus to be able to talk to those things that speak those protocols. So that's going to be really interesting. 
Um, especially those devices because you can't manage them in the traditional way. You can't put an agent on them yeah. or anything like that because they don't have the compute power to do so. But if you're inspecting the environment through your technology, you can find those things. Yeah, absolutely. And as much of it as anything is awareness, right? Where are they? Right. Um, some work we've done for a client that I won't name was to get into what kind of exposure do I have to OT assets in what I believe to be an IT environment. Right. So that that cross pollination or that um, you know you know essentially misalignment of resources. Am I exposing OT assets to what should otherwise be an IT environment? And those security practices that I put in place in the IT world, as you said, agents, some of the various um, you know, vulnerability management and, and the, the core stuff that you see in an IT world doesn't apply in OT. Right. right? You just right. don't have the same capability there. So at a minimum, am I segmenting my network space correctly? Right? Sure. And that gets back into some of the policy management you know, standards, if you will, right? So am I allowing this particular part of my environment to reach something it shouldn't? Right. So this, this has been... This technology across the entire Firemon stack has traditionally been the enterprise, like big business stuff. But the, the reality is, and, and you know, any of Harbor's clients that are listening to this podcast will know, we talk about the basics all the time, which is, do you really know what's out there? But you have to. You I mean, have to. Well, and so and how else are you doing it? You're, you're in, you know, your IT guy can't walk around and look who's connecting what? I was uh, just going to say, I mean, yeah. th there's this premise that if you can walk around and touch everything, you have it well in hand. And that may well be true to some extent, but the scale at which any organization, I mean, you know, small and mid-sized business is no different. You don't have a, you know, one-to-one -one relationship between an IT guy, IT person, uh, and the assets they have to manage. Right. I mean, it's a 10 to 1, it's a 100 to 1, right. it's a 1,000 to 1. And unless you literally can go walk around and touch everything, you don't really know. I, I, I just, I mean, I have a client that's about, I don't know, 80 people. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're technology heavy organization, but they, they've got a report from their, their XDR provi provider that there was a, some type of malware that had to be quarantined. They, they were kind of lost on the information that was re being reported back by the, um, their their provider their MSSP they they didn't know what the machine was mm. um, there you go. even though they 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 have been diligent about tracking they're just not actively learning about what's connected to their environment yeah so it really becomes a challenge they didn't know they didn't know what to do there you go right well, right and not knowing is the biggest thing because if you don't know what the problem is you can't fix it you right? can't fix it and if you don't know what it is you don't even know what the problem is so you're already I mean, they didn't even know where to start because right. they, they don't know they, they couldn't tell whose hands the machine was sitting in because the, the I, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll spare everyone the details <laughs> of the actual event but right. luckily it ended up not being a, a huge problem it was uh, a false positive so to speak but they the the thing that was definitely a problem and is now something that i'm chasing is how, how are we going to manage these devices and understand what's connected what's the right way to do this yeah the lack of visibility into it was not a false positive no i mean that's it, right. was, it was a true positive yeah, they, that is that's, to say that's i the, don't know what it is that's the failing of, of I mean, their security controls at this point you won in the end because it wasn't an issue you had to deal that's with right but you had to go through that <gasps> that's right that os moment where you go yeah what do we do Exactly. Right. And so, again, I, I don't think that this is a new problem. I don't think anyone's immune to it. And you talk about being technology heavy. I mean, you know, back in the day at Lumetta, we used to talk about a four or five or eight to one IP to person ratio. Right. right. So, if, you know, it's easily 10 to one these days. Right. Um, not just because of multiple devices, but all of the multiple interfaces on all the various oh, devices that are scattered oh, around. I'm telling you, right. You literally right. do this for a living. 
Um, so you call it 10 to 1. You've got 80 people. You've got, do the math, many devices, right. IPs, assets. Oh. Right. And where are they? What are they connected to? What subnet do they sit in? What are the rules that dictate how that subnet can communicate to others? Do you have right. paths? Do you have some way to get there that you didn't know about? And yeah. So the, let's talk about that leak path mm -hmm. thing a little bit. Sure. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Um, so that the technology has been around for a while. I know it well. You do. Um, it's, it's very cool and it's very unique. Mm -hmm. um, the idea is, I don't want to steal your thought. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me. No, because I, I, because I know what it is, but you can tell me. Well, anyway. so it's the ability to determine what, or identify what I would call inappropriate connectivity between network segments. And these segments are anything you want. It's the DMZ to PeopleNet. It's the internet to... Um, a, you know, uh, the sock. It could be anything. So it's really just testing the perimeter defenses to determine can I get from point A to point B. Right. And it is amazing to me that today, okay, last week, some of the most sophisticated organizations around that have the, money to burn, money to burn, and they have, but going back to your prior point, tens of thousands of employees. Right. So they've got millions of assets or at least hundreds of thousands, right? right. We find leaks currently, thousands of them. And it, and, know, and those leaks mean that there's again unexpected, it, unauthorized, um, at least previously non-compliant connections. Well, yeah, at least previously unknown. It may well right. be that an argument could be made the connectivity is appropriate, but the way the work the the functionality works is we're using techniques that shouldn't be permitted. In fact, right. I, I can still remember being uh, sitting in a meeting with again an unnamed government agency who said, "Well, uh, um, I understand how you've described that tape capability to work, but isn't there a valid business reason why I might be able Not to send this one, traffic? Sir. I said, other than a security test? No, right. I can think of none. And that was the end. I mean, right. so if I find a leak, a leak path, there's a problem. Maybe a big problem, maybe a small problem, maybe a singular problem. Right. It may be as simple as go back to a firewall rule, right? It may be an interface that's open. It may be a rule that was, you know, should have aged out, should have gone away, never got recertified, sure. was set up for a contractor at some point, but still exists. And it, again, it comes back to visibility. You didn't know it was there. That's you right. don't know it's there. You're not decommissioning it. You're not taking it down. You're not even giving it a chance to be reviewed, even right. if the answer is, oh, yeah, you know That's what? expected. Hmm. The connection's expected. Maybe it's misconfigured. but Ooh, the, Correct, the, right. really. That's what it comes down to, yeah. And, and just being able to understand the interconnectivity and the devices that sit with the environment. I mean, whether you're a government agency, as you pointed out, or a small business, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the problem is still very real. Absolutely. You can't, you can't, I mean, we've just cited two examples. Hundreds of thousands of devices, you know, they've got teams of people to do this work, but they still have the lack of visibility, the lack of understanding of the environment. Um, and then you scale it all down to somebody that can walk around the office and they, they have the same problem, which is, what the heck is this device on my network right. and why is it broken? Yeah, well, and, and it's, you know, you focus on the device, really what you're trying to protect, at least for the most part, is the data, right? It's something, right. Is it, it's your crown jewels, it's whatever it is. And, you know, again, doing a bit of work with government, that's that's what what they like to come ask is say, what are, what are the crown jewels? What is it you're protecting? And it could be intellectual property, it could be customer data, it could be your financials, it could be a new drug you're trying to bring to market, it could be anything. Right. You've got to know where it sits, right? So from a data perspective, maybe that's the key. And, and I'll confess readily that we don't get into the data space much, but 
the data sits on a machine or a cloud instance or it sits somewhere. It's on a device. We'll use the term sure. device generically, right? And an asset. And that device has connectivity. What connectivity does it have? Who can reach it? Who's got the, the access to it? And by what means? Right. Um, is it through a secure tunnel? Is it only VPN access? Is it only in an, in an instance in the cloud that's limited to what it's supposed to be? If you if the answer is uh, <laughs> I think so, right. then the real then, answer is I have no idea. That's right. Right. That's right. And you know we talk about the the the, the real world scenarios where these are security problems, but they're also compliance issues. Absolutely. Like, I mean to to adhere to whether it be SOC 2 or ISO or others, uh, CMMC in the government space, sure. you have to have a clear understanding of what you're trying to secure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got to know what it is, where it sits, what it's connected to, who can reach it, how can it be reached. Right. And if you if your answers are anything other than check, 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 you're out of compliance. Right. And government, you know, I mean, you can, they, they kind of, they're held up in both good and bad ways as being compliance centric, but, you know, doing a lot of work with them, they take it seriously. I mean, the, the folks that for whom the mission is, I will comply with these things. And these aren't paper tigers. I mean, these are real, right. there, there are teeth to some of these rules. And, oh, for sure. And when you're talking about DOD and some of those other places that we don't really talk about and out in public, uh, it's it's critical. Yeah. Absolutely critical. I mean, you know, no joke. So, well, big, big or small, the compliance uh, tail is wagging the organizational dog at this point, well, uh, I mean, without question. I mean, we're, we're seeing... The amount of pressure being placed on our clients for uh, being SOC 2 uh, ready and having an auditor come in and attest to their SOC 2 type 2 compliance, um, you know, having CMMC discussions, et cetera. I mean, it's all predicated on the fact that you know what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, HIPAA, GDPR. I mean, there's, right. there are, I mean, when you get the lawyers and the financial people involved, then things really start to happen and, and the fines are real and the repercussions right. are real. Sure. And, you know, as much as anything, reputational hit to your business is sure that can be the do or die that can be the death knell of your business if you've lost the faith in your customers that you can secure what they've given you you're done you're out well and and, you know and and spinning it back to straight up just doing what's right in a security perspective and managing your risk i mean we've done i don't know countless risk assessments i mean hundreds upon hundreds of risk assessments and you know, it is. It really is a shortcoming for organizations. A lot of times, I don't know if they've lost sight of the importance of understanding asset management. And I, I, I use a simple term, asset management, mm. but it's it's bigger than that. Um, uh, it is and it isn't, right? right? I mean, again, come down to define an asset, and if you're not managing, I don't care what it is. It's a bit of data, or it's a you know, it's a, a phone that went missing that happens to be right. have a prototype of some app on it that you know, again, maybe it's not um, uh, you know national security secrets, but it's a new app that you're going to bring to market and it does something super wow that you can make a gazillion dollars with. It gets loose and you haven't tracked that asset. That's right. You, oops. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be what we call a career limiting move. Yeah, exactly. So tracking well, assets, I mean, don't, I wouldn't dumb it down or necessarily define it as this basic thing. I mean, I think it's critical. Well, right? it, it, it's so, it's just, I mean, we're, we're, we're beating this horse, but mm-hmm. um, we, I think it's, it's pretty apparent that it is basic. And there's not a lot of uh, glitz or glamour in it. Mm. Um, at, at some at some level, if the, the security director or the IT manager were to say, hey, listen, boss, we need to spend X dollars on buying some solution to help us understand what's connected, 
it might be a head scratcher for some folks. Like, how do you not know what these things are? Because well, it's so basic. Well, and that's long been one of the challenges right. with convincing. I mean, you, you know, you get the the security engineers or you get the folks in a, in a kind of a honest moment. And they'll say, yeah, really, I, I got to tell you, I, I like what you're doing here because I know you can help me. I know I don't right. know everything. But if I tell my boss I don't know any, everything, he's going to look at me sideways and show me the door, right? Yeah, especially I mean, so, something like, I don't know all the machines that are connected to our network. Absolutely. Well, yeah, or I don't know all the, the things that the things that are running in our cloud. Well, and, and I think the good news these days is that awareness has reached the top. And I can still remember being in a meeting. We're in Manhattan. We're sitting in the office of a CIO. And, oh, so how long have you been in the position? 13 days, he says. <laughs> oh, wow. So I imagine you have quite a bit of a, you know, lot to get your arms around. And he said, one of the first things I did was reach out to my staff and say, I need a handle on everything we've got. So who can tell me how many devices I've got that, you know, are over in this particular area or doing this particular right, function. Or one day running Windows 10 or whatever. Whatever it was, yeah. right? It was a few years at this point. And he said, we said, oh, so what kind of answers did you get back? Crickets? Crickets? <laughs> he said, I didn't get a response. So like, Nobody wanted to touch it. It was the like, third rail. You're the CIO. I mean, you, com- you right. sort of compel a response from the people. Right. And he said, you know, the, the real truth is they don't know. And I right. know they don't know. And they're afraid to tell me that. It's a trick question. Well, and they're, you know, they, they don't want to say, gee, boss, I don't really know. Because, right. you know, you're, again, it's so basic. You're, you're going to show me the right. door. Right. But it's still a problem. Right. For sure. So, I mean, that that is really where I think we need to, you know, call it back to basics call it start at step zero, as right. we would say, as, an, as engineers, although I don't purport to be one of those, um, is you really got to start at the beginning. And if you don't know everything, you're missing something. And if you're missing something, it could be one thing. But if it's, it if it's that one thing, I mean, you know, listen, everybody's risk tolerance is different. Right. Uh, and that's right up to the top of the organization. Um for many of our clients, the you know the number is zero. That's the permitted number of things that they miss. Sure. And if it's more than zero, it's too many. It's a fail. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that's where we come in. That's but, where we are going to. I mean, some of the you know what's old is new again. What's new is old again. Whatever you know, sort of cliche you want to use about terminology, but shining a highly focused beam of light in the dark, murky corners of the environment, we do that. We've done that for a long time. We continue to do it today. We continue to find things everywhere we go. And again, large or small, I mean, I do a lot of work with government. There are entities that I work with that are hundreds of people, right? That's right. not that big, right? right. Or a hundred people. Maybe their total asset count is 2,000, 3,000. That's not that different than probably the folks that you talk to on a regular basis. They have the same problems. I mean, right. it's... Again, yeah, it... It's, it, it, it the, again, if you, can, if you can easily open a spreadsheet and go around and inventory your office... Okay, you probably have your handle around. Yeah, you're, you're, it, there's a there's a probably a point where you come down to a small enough organization, and you know, like here in in Hopewell, New Jersey, the Hopewell Borough office, they probably know what's connected to the network. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll let's leave it. At, yeah, that. that's let's leave that's the not government. Being my municipal government. That's right. I'm sure that's they're right. doing a great job. Uh, but there's you know seven computers in there. Yeah. But the minute you get to you know. 50, 100, 200 people, the problem becomes very real. Yeah. yeah Especially if you have an environment that you allow like uh, people to bring in their own devices. Uh, BYOD, right? Yeah. I mean, that, it's, a, it's a whole different game. Absolutely. It's a whole different game. And um, you still need to know that those systems are connected to your environment, even if you don't have 
responsibility for the management of that system. Or control over what they bring in. Right? Even more so, so, you need to know that it exists because you don't have that level of control. Right. And where they connect, what do they connect to? Is there some, I walk in and I bring my phone in and it sure. connects and that's all it, and, and it reaches the things it's supposed to? What if it doesn't? What if it goes farther? You know? Right. That, if you don't know, you're not doing it right. I mean, that's just, very cool. It's as core cool problem cool. as there is. Hey, listen, it's the, there's a reason why the NIST cybersecurity framework and the KISS controls the Center for Internet Security starts at understanding what's connected. Yeah. Understand your hardware, understand your software, and understand your data. That's it. That's that. I've got to start there. It's that sound, right? It, yeah. You know, it kind of sounds silly almost. And then you can layer all the other stuff on it. Which are, well, they're key too, right? I mean, yeah. that stuff is all essential. For sure. But, I mean, there's a reason we use terms like foundational. Right. I mean, it's foundational. You can go build a house, and if you build it on sand, I can assure you it will fall down. That's right. That's but right. you're going to build a solid foundation. You're going to do it by knowing what you've got. Where does it sit? What's it connected to? Who's got access to it? And until you have those answers, you're going to just be guessing. That's I, right. I think I've got that security. And, and you know what? I you hope. could. But that's really not a good way to run, to, mm. run run your business. I'd recommend against it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, good stuff, Dave. That's uh, that's really good. Um, so I appreciate you coming in again. Yeah. But as, as you know, we ask all of our... Uh, attendees or guests i should say not attendees. i was gonna say is, yeah yeah i thought uh, i thought we were it's friends it's not <laughs> all of our guests <laughs> as i ask all my buddies um where do you like to go on the water we need a place on the on the water yeah uh some place to grab a beer and a burger so right um good question and i will freely admit that probably uh, you know to say your favorite place on the water is a challenge right because every place you go on well, the, the water, water is has, pretty amazing but you, they all have their own charms, right? So, sure. so we visit family in Florida, and there's a barrier island, you know, across the intercoastal, um, sort of north of Jupiter, Florida, and it's white beaches, it's calm waters, it's the ocean, so you get waves, but it's not crazy. There right. aren't a thousand people sitting around you. I guess if you're having a burger and a beer there, you've brought it with you. That's so right. that probably doesn't fit the criteria, but it's a great place to spend some time. So um, that's that's a barrier island off of yeah, it's off Jupiter? Of, uh, yeah, north of Jupiter. I mean, it, okay. it's probably the other side of the intercoastal, so nominally there may be a land connection, but you're right. taking a boat to get over there. Oh, very cool. Um, so it's cool. But that doesn't really meet the criteria, does it? So there were a couple of places that came to mind. Um, we well, had, it does make the criteria because, honestly— it's about being on the water because you can bring your own beer. True, but in the true spirit. But if you of, have a, if you have another one, that'd yeah, be great. in the true spirit of harbor, um, we spent some time in Newport, Rhode Island, and it's just it's a neat place, right? It is I mean, a neat place. Just lots of fun little things, little alleyways, and places to explore. And we found a place on Bowen's Wharf uh, called Portside or Twenty Two Portside, I guess, in reference to its, right. uh, you know, if you can say street number on a wharf, but right. sitting right there on the water right across from a, a 12 meter sailboat charter shop. So you're looking at the, you know, looking at sailboats, you're sitting right on the water. I mean, I can dig up a picture on my phone. It may even be right here on my desk. That's right, oh, show it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Oh, hey, yeah, check yeah. it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a great little spot. Oh, that's great. It's, it's neat. And it's just, you know, I mean, there's lots of people around, but you can find yourself looking at the water and it really doesn't matter. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we'll, we're gonna drop your pin in Newport. At 22 Portside? Portside on Bowen's Wharf. Right. Yeah. Got it. All right. Perfect. Hey, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Great.
Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show.